I'm gonna try something here. Oh my God, is that Brixton Nash's music? Oh. Have you heard that before? I have, actually. You have? Mm-hmm. I thought that was gonna be original. I thought I was gonna get a rise out of you. We're sitting here with two guests in one, Brixton Nash, local wrestler, villain, heel, to use the lingo, and Cody Guffey, good guy, bodybuilder, personal trainer. Cody, welcome to the show. Brixton, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Yeah. We're going to talk wrestling. Wanted to give you an overview of the Omaha wrestling scene, and for the fan or interested perhaps potential fan in Omaha here in the metro area what is the local scene and where do they go to watch you guys I wrestle for a promotion called Magnum Wrestling it is the premier promotion here in Omaha we do things bigger we do things better talents there everything the whole nine and that's literally not me trying to blow smoke or me being biased in any way sure it's a promotion that really prides itself on being that and that was led by Jason Strife the former owner my friend who uh, passed away late last year to uh, cancer. So he set the tone tempo. He was the hardest person on you, but he made everybody infinitely better. So in carrying on his name, we really have elevated everything. We've really stepped everything up. And we what he built, which is an incredible thing, we've somehow managed to expand upon. Things have been great. So yeah, Magnum Wrestling here in Omaha. I would say check out our show this Friday the 29th, but it is sold out. All right. It is our fifth consecutive sellout. How many matches are in an average show night? Say uh, average show is going to be about seven to eight. This show has five because there's a lot of big feuds ending, like me, being a cage match. So a lot of matches that'll be a little bit longer, a little bit more focus put on them. But your average show is going to carry about seven or eight, eight matches. What's the key to a good heel? Is it that the crowd is hating you or that your opponent is hating you or both? Crowd. crowd. It's yep. all directed to all the, the crowd. It's all the crowd. You just need to be a terrible person. <laughs> you need to make them hate you. So the more they hate you, the more they love that baby face and the more they want him to beat me up. What's your max bench? Uh, press the most i've gotten is 415 four i'm at 410 so yeah. you're just ooh, slightly ooh, just outside or wait that was actually it was half that minus a bit too well we won't even i don't want to intimidate anybody so how did you transition to the wrestling phase growing up knowing when you're a kid everybody's i want to be a firefighter i want to be a cop and stuff like that i always want to be a professional wrestler I, <laughs> cool. it, it never wavered it never changed none of it and then life happens, went to school, played ball, stuff like that. Didn't really look into wrestling schools and stuff, and it just got put in the back burner. But I actually went to a Magnum, it was Magnum Pro at that point. It's Magnum Wrestling now, but a Magnum Pro at that point, this would have been about nine years ago. Wow. On a whim, it was for my birthday. I was running out at Council Bluffs at the Armory. Okay. And oddly enough, that was the first night I met Jason Strife, who was the former owner. Watched that and been going to a few shows periodically, not like on a regular, but periodically. Jason Strife had started, had a school. And I just, I was like, something. You got to try it. I got to try it. And when you went into the first class, what was that like? What do they even cover the very first day, the basics of? So the basics, uh, a lot of it's going to be conditioning your first day, just moving around more than anything. Luckily, obviously, I have a fitness background, so that stuff wasn't difficult for me. Yeah. And then eventually you get into the the technical stuff, your basics, but like the bare bones of wrestling and like how you do stuff like that. Where I lucked out was... My class 
was pretty decent, and there was two other gentlemen that were in my class that were retaking it just oh, to wow. get, just get more experience. Some people do that. Yeah. Um, How just old are they roughly? Oh, they're a little bit younger than I am. Yeah. <laughs> and so they retook the class. By the time we started bumping, which is the art of falling down. Okay. I've been doing that outside of class my whole <laughs> life, so I, I should get credit for that, extra credit. You learn how to bump and stuff like that, and I assure everybody, as I get asked this all the time, it is not a trampoline under there. Those are absolutely two-by-fours with a very thin layer of padding. Yeah. So you have to learn how to do it properly without injuring yourself, but you still feel it every time. Isn't there an element of you're supposed to actually go into the fall, right? Or you got to embrace it. Yeah. You, know? you really want to attack it and stuff like that. I mean, embrace it because if you don't embrace it, you can, you're obviously in my class. Really? I'll start quitting, start quitting, start quitting. And then eventually it got to me and those two other gentlemen. Um, those two other gentlemen are um, anybody that comes to Magnum Shows are going to learn. It's Nino Hatchett and Jameson McGregor. Jameson McGregor is actually my tag team partner. Okay. And we are very close. So it turned into just us three when you can focus on just three people i had an athletic background so it was quicker for me to pick up the athleticism of it so we we're able to move faster along there and then they'd already taken the class ah so it was almost like hyperspeed yeah so we were running test matches the whole like last month and a half when usually it's reserved for the last two weeks and when you're deciding to go in a tag team is it that you're realizing you have different skills that work better together uh, for, or for me and him it's a bit of that like some people just gravitate towards each other obviously like i said we became best friends spent a lot of time together it was no choice he's always loved tag team wrestling that was always his thing i did not yep. it was whatever it was a part of wrestling it never bothered me or anything but i just never saw myself as a tag wrestler and then it came down to it we needed a heel tag team and i was like through that whole year, him and I had singles, but we had a couple times that we had to tag with each other for, you know, story sakes. And eventually we just pitched it to Strife. We'll just make us a tag team. And then it took off. Wow. We we trained together and everything. So, like, we knew each other front and back. And to this point, we've been doing it for, we've been a tag for probably about a year and a half now. Yeah, almost over half of what I've been doing in wrestling. And does the class cover the development of the character, or is that something you just have in your um, mind from watching it so much over the years? Yeah, it's one of those deals they want you to have an idea of what you want to do or what you think because there's a style. It's more than just how you talk. It's more how you walk. It's more how you move. Your move set's got to make sense with it. Are you getting feedback from other people as it's developing, yeah, yeah. or do so you have luckily, a strong... the cool thing is, yeah, so you just kind of run it by us. Strife was a head trainer, and he'd have a couple other the regulars come in. Donnie Pepper Cricket. By the way, I'm using all their wrestling names yes uh do cornell stuff like that they all came in periodically and they would work with us as well when i say we got an accelerated course we definitely got an accelerated course yeah. so they would just work with us and you have a character then you start to work on that like why this makes sense why this doesn't make sense like why would you do this why would this person do this this is where the acting component comes in yeah which i have zero experience in acting <laughs> but what you want to try to do is find a character that if you're going to try to be like a wrestler like a serious wrestler not you have your comedy characters and stuff like that and they all serve their places but if you want to be like an actual serious wrestler, it's always said to be you at an 11. Just take you and turn it up, which obviously that makes it easy. That's why I'm a natural heel. Not that I'm <laughs> a bad person in life. Oh, yeah. I'm just a little bit more of a no-nonsense. I came from a hard football background. I handle coaching. I'm very dedicated. I'm very straightforward. And I'm very honest. Yeah, so it's just basically me turned up. So you start doing that. You start working through. And then you just do promos. There's a lot of essentially talking to yourself in the mirror at home yeah. a lot just working on things and just fine-tuning that and what makes sense and then you just start to get a feel for it and a heel would be the villain mm -hmm. character a yep. face is the heroic character a yep. promo is when you're talking to the audience yep. essentially yeah. right on the mic I, that everybody right. sees from the ring the videos anything that's basically going to get you roped into a match they're essentially just 
video posters. Yeah, they are. And I'd like to be a manager character, the <laughs> podcaster. He's got mics and just hey, if you can make it work <laughs> and you entertain the crowd, that's all that matters. Yeah. And how often is there new talent in the mix? Frequently, are, are you are they Mag- still doing the school uh, element? So actually, we will be reopening a school here pretty soon. Okay, um, great. Going to name it the Bullet, Bulletproof Academy in honor of Jason Strife. He was the Bulletproof Tiger, so nice. that's, we're going to name it after him. And that'll be opening here shortly. So obviously, cultivate new talent. Magnum prides itself on bringing new talent all the time. It's we do have our stable guys and stuff like that, but it's a very earned promotion. So if you're not drawing people, if you're not people don't want to come watch you wrestle then why are you here yeah that's, that's not what it comes down to and that's how magnum works it's and by no means is that harsh or mean or anything it just yeah. it cultivates a level of competitiveness that you know elevates everything so we're always bringing in new talent we're always bringing in other people people that are catching fire on the indies stuff like that get them in there who makes good matches with other people so it's always changing yeah is there a seasonal element and that do you have a wrestlemania type uh, bigger event that that ties up who has the belt and that type of thing yeah, or is it so, just that's a good question. I wasn't ready for that one. But yeah, we we run, so far it's going to be the structure coming back. We came back in March after, like I said, he had passed in December. We brought it back in March. So now the structure going forward is we'll run 11 times a year. We'll take October off because then we can run, because we usually run towards the end of each month, the, last, the third or fourth week. We want to run earlier in November and December for well, obvious reasons of the holidays. Yeah. So we did that, but we'll do a fun bar show in October. Like October 13th is going to be a Halloween themed one. But yeah, we do that, but our big payoff matches are going to be like um, March going forward. Magnum Wrestling Under Strife was an anniversary, it was every January. That's the anniversary of them being open. It was always volume whatever. So going forward, March will always be Weekend at Strife's volume whatever. So obviously, volume two will come up next year. And then the one we have right now is going to be over the top. That will always take place at the end of September. And the Weekend at Strife and the Over the Top shows are two that we do charity. They're charity events. All proceeds go to charity. March goes to a fa- uh, any form of pet rescue, stuff like that. Humane Society was big to him, so he's a big animal person, and I am myself, so it's nice. I have no problem giving every penny to dogs. Yeah, so, um, take it out on the humans, but yeah. be nice to the animals. Exactly. That's the- <laughs> it's, it's the perfect mix, mix in my world. But then all proceeds for um, this show will be going to uh, suicide prevention. So oh, great. Yep. And then going back to the development of your character, mm-hmm. when did the name strike you as the right name, and why is that the right name? I have, it was so weird, like Brixton I always thought was a really cool name, like to the point where I talked to my wife, we had kids, we, if it was a son, we named Brixton, and I just liked it, and then Nash just rolled off afterwards, I wanted to have it first and last yeah. name, stuff like that, so. I like, is there a brick motif to any of your stuff? Every, uh, everybody said that yeah. I should do that, but no, I have okay. not done that. I have more of a, I have to color coordinate with my, my tag partner, because we're adorable like that, but uh, <laughs> no, I have more of an athletic look with pants and stuff like that, but I have not done a brick thing yet. And are you, how do you even get, is it on Amazon? Like, how do you find your gear, and so is there probably oh, you, there is all a bunch sorts of... of <laughs> There, you can. Like, you can literally get anything almost anywhere. Yeah. If you want quality gear, you have to get it custom made. That is an adventure in and of itself. <laughs> I'm um, sure. A lot of the gear makers, unfortunately, are just not the most straightforward, timely people. Yeah. They'll tell you a lot of lies and stuff like that. But, yeah, there's a lot of custom makers out there. It's just finding the right one and one that's actually going to be quality. You're always looking every bit of three to five months out on any order. So. Yeah. And they're not the world's cheapest things either. So. I would think. And then as far as how many different, you have the cage match, mm-hmm. how much, I don't not to be insulting, but the gimmick 
as there are tables that are thrown and all sorts of things. How uh, much prop I mean, stuff gets in the mix with your shows? We it depends. It depends yeah. on the show, what the story is, where the story's at, stuff like that. We're entertainers, so we're out here telling stories. If stuff makes sense, it'll be there. We try to limit it because we don't want it to be cheesy. We don't want it to be hokey. We're trying to give you the same product on television just in front of you. So we really pride ourselves on that. But I will say this next show we do, there's a street fight. My boy Nino is in a street <laughs> fight, and he is wrestling a monster known as Red Wing, and he's the most athletic, strong big man I've ever met in my life. I've never felt like, more like a child than when he picked me up once. Wow. Yeah, he's a monster. Anyways, so they have a street fight, and that's all bets are off. All rules, all weapons, everything is fair. So yeah. They can do whatever they want. <laughs> that I, I got to see this. Is there a, a Facebook page or anything if people want to familiarize themselves? Yeah, or? you can follow us Twitter, Facebook, and uh, Instagram. They're all uh, Magnum Wrestling. Okay. Yeah, just follow us on there. You'll know when our show dates are on, our show dates are coming up, and we have events coming up. We have a big one planned for, like I said, a fun one in October. The Rossgeller shows are always super fun, but uh, November is going to be. Put all the stops on that one. Yeah. That's going to be at the Granary, so right. big outdoor. Were you ever scared or fe- feeling physically concerned no. as of any? Not no, I, uh, the physicality doesn't bother me. Yeah. I am what people in the business call snug. That means it's definitely in there. Yeah. You're, you're, you're going you're gonna to feel a match with me. So yeah. For everybody that says fake and brushing and stuff like that, it's... I never said that. Not, I never said that. Not when I'm in there. <laughs> What's your goal, dream, hope? Next five years, I would say I'm not by any means chasing the contract at WWE, anything like that ship sailed. I'm too old for that. I'm not the demographic they look for. Yeah. Um, but I just try to have fun. There's a couple of promotions that are on my bucket list that would be really cool just to work for. So, like, those are my WWEs. I've worked for WWE a couple times. I've been on TV a couple times okay. as, as extra work. So that was cool. I like to do more of that. Where and was that at? That was one was that had been Omaha. Oh, yeah. wow. First one I was ever on TV was Omaha. I got a push one of the wrestlers out in a shopping cart. Nice. Um, I was one of his goons. And Who? Which wrestler? It was Sami Zayn. Okay. Sami Zayn. He was super cool. It was fun watching him work behind the stage, too. He's very smart. It was just like psychology from him was really cool. How does that even come about? Do you just know people in the mix? Uh, and they know contact, and then you just basically message them, and then there's a, a, a portal that you have to fill out all this information for, their talent portal or whatever, and then they just select Usually, it's they're always going to select people from like the local town and yeah. stuff like that if they have the people. Obviously, you have to send in your pictures, you have to send all your stuff because they don't they need to look as well. So, right. Yeah. So it's just like that, and then you get selected and you get to go do it. And then what were the other times? The, uh, the other the other one was that would have been Des Moines. Okay. Oddly enough, it was a contract signing. We were security at, at ringside because everybody <laughs> knows no contract ever truly gets signed without fisticuffs. Professional wrestling. I would have been on TV for probably three, four minutes straight just standing there. But one of the wrestlers, when he stood up, his chair rotated, Ugh. and it covered me. But you can see my tattooed arm. So <laughs> We knew uh, it was you. But, yeah, I was like, so that happened. But that was a lot of fun. Got to get thrown out of the ring by a seven-foot-tall man. That, yeah. was, that was interesting. But, yeah, just and, a couple of things like that. And going back to the kind of school element of it, do, do you pick a vill- or a heel or face yeah. that early? It's more, Yeah, it's more of you develop a character. And some people can feel it. Like I told you before we did this, I'm a natural heel. It's yeah. So it's not hard for me to turn that up and just be a jerk. For me to be a baby face, which I am in certain places, that's when I'm acting. Okay. So the happy go lucky, like this is not me as a person. So yeah, it's a little bit of that. But you just start to get a feel for your character, what you gravitate towards, and also stories will dictate this too. That was really fun. I, I yeah. appreciate you having me on, man. Yeah. 
Brixton Nash. Yes, Brixton that Nash. That was his music. That was his music. <laughs> Cody Guffey, Magnum Wrestling. Check it out. Cody, thank you very much. Thank you. Brixton, Appreciate you it. too.